Peace, power, and prosperity. Family, how we doing out there? Y'all already know what time it is. Bitcoin block bully coming to you once again with an early rising crypto update. Grand rising, grand rising. Um, I'm bringing an update on the die savings rate and the multi-collateral die, which is actually gearing up to be released. Um, for those that are more familiar with the MakerDAO system, that allows individuals to create CDPs or what are known as collateralized debt positions, which allow you to lock up or collateralize a certain amount of a digital asset, in this case, Ethereum. And then from locking up that collateral, that Ethereum, what one would really look at or could look at in the sense of the traditional uh, system is gold. And then from that gold or Ethereum being locked up, they're able to mint or print a certain amount of what we would have called gold certificates in this sense, die, which are die dollars, which surprisingly enough, the symbol of die is actually a gold, um, diamond, gold, um, gold symbol or yellow. Looks gold to me though, but it's real interesting. So anyways, we're doing an update on the die savings rate and multi-collateral die, which is going to allow individuals to collateralize a number of different digital assets, not just Ethereum. And still issue out a certain amount of die against that collateral. This was released September 11th, 2019. So a couple days late. But better late than never. Reading on and going on to the article, they go on to state. The die savings rate, or known as DSR here and after, is one of the most anticipated features of multi-collateral die, MCD. First, the DSR will further differentiate die from other stable coins. In order to continue to provide die holders with a stable, decentralized currency, MCD will offer an option to earn savings simply by holding die. Any die holder may lock their die in a smart contract to earn additional die. Second, depositing and withdrawing die will happen via an easy-to-use DAP provided by the Maker Foundation. And finally, DSR will play a role in maintaining DAI's soft peg to the U.S. dollar by stimulating demand for DAI. After the launch of MCD, any DAI holder will be able to deposit DAI into the DAI savings rate smart contract to earn additional DAI. Think of the DSR as a savings account for your crypto. The process is simple. As noted directly below and illustrated in figure one, which we're going to take a look at, but they're going to take us through a couple of steps. So number one, the die holder deposits die from their wallet to the die savings rate contract, effectively locking the die in the contract. While the user's die is in the savings rate contract, the maker protocol automatically adds die equal to the variable savings rate determined by maker governance. The die holder can at any time, unlock his or her die from the savings rate contract along with the savings earned up to that point. The die holder maintains custody and control over the die locked in the savings rate contract at all times. And they got a nice little um, example down here showing a die holder puts in 100 die, deposited to the die savings rate, variable die savings rate determined by MKR governors. Um, fix, uh, fictive example, one year savings rate of 5%. At the end of the year, the die holder takes out 105, withdraws $105. Now, um, 
they go on, what do they say? A die holder deposits 100 die at a savings rate of 5% per year and then withdraws 105 after 12 months. Now, the only, not problem, the only thing that I want to say about that, hmm, that may be just compounding. Okay, I was going to compare this to compound being that on the compound finance platform, your APR is actually compounded. So that may not be the same thing with die, so we'll leave that alone. Anyways. Die holders will use a die savings rate or DSR DAP to easily deposit and withdraw die and review other information. In the mock-up below of the DAP for DSR, the user can see the total amount of die in their wallet, which in this case is 512,534, so half a million dollars in die, and the amount of die they have within the DSR die savings rate, which is 100. The user can easily top up their die and adapt by specifying an amount in the deposit tab, pressing the deposit die button, and then signing the transaction. Likewise, die can be withdrawn from the DSR DAP and transferred back to the user's wallet by specifying it in the amount in the withdrawal tab, pressing the withdraw die button, and signing the transaction. I got a nice little um figure here for those that'll be able to watch this later on. Also, big shout out to those that are going to be listening in on the New Money Matrix podcast to this, or those that may watch it on the Bit Patreon page. The success of die savings rate depends on attractive market rates that are sustainable for the market protocol. So let us now look at the governance and risk aspects of the die savings rate. The die savings rate is expected to play a central role in the maker DAO governance, primarily as a tool to help maintain dies pegged to the U.S. dollar. In single collateral die thus far, the level used to maintain the die peg has been the stability fee. Changes to the stability fee, which are determined by the maker governance, incentivize CDP owners to borrow or repay die consecutively, pushing consequently, excuse me, pushing the die price up or down until it equilibrates. While targeting die generation, this parameter impacts the supply side of die. The DSR, however, offers an alternative tool for maker governance. Because the DSR will influence die savings, excuse me, die holders' behavior, as opposed to the behavior of the CDP owners, maker governance can affect the demand side of die. End users will be incentivized to buy or sell die in the open marketplace based on how much additional die they may earn through the DSR. If the die price is too weak, the DSR may be raised. Motivating users to acquire more die and thereby pushing the die price up closer to the peg. If the die price is too strong, it is expected that the DSR will be lowered to alleviate excess demand, die demand, moving die prices down closer to the peg. Maker governance should be cognizant of these dynamics as they adjust the die savings rate. So who pays for the die savings rate? Functionally, a design goal of the die savings rate is to ensure that excess die is not printed out of thin air, i.e., make certain that die minted for the DSR remains adequately backed by the collateral. The implication here is that the DSR is a cost burden on some ecosystem uh, actor. So maker governance should take into consideration who ultimately carries that burden and absorbs the cost. At the accounting level, Die awarded through DSR is recorded in the same line item as the one used to record a stability fees collected. So in other words, 
The die created for the die savings rate is recorded as an offsetting adjustment of the stability fees collected for the surplus au auction. If the total amount of stability fees collected in die does not cover the total amount of die minted for the DSR, the difference is recorded as bad debt and the MKR is printed to cover the cost, which is a uh, maker coin. Now let me hit this surplus, surplus auction and see what this takes us to. Introduction to auctions and keepers and multi-collateral die. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, we might, we might come and cover this story after this. In fact, this was actually released July 17th, so kind of late to it, but uh, I may go over that story on completion of the uh, present story. While MKR holders bear the ultimate cost of DC, DC, DSR, the expectation has always been the CDP owners would effectively pay it through a commensurate. Pay it, pay for it through a commensurate increase in stability fee. Conceptually, the stability fee should be comprised of two components. One, a collateral-specific risk premium that is a value transfer from CDP owners to MKR holders. And two, a DSR adjustment that is a value transfer from CDP owners to die holders. Essentially, CDP owners compensate the two distinct ecosystem actors. MKR holders for the risk of collateral and die holders for the risk of die instability. There are additional complexities to consider with respect to collateral types. Specifically, global increases in stability fees due to the DSR may render certain collateral types as infeasible for inclusion. For example, if the DSR was set at a 5%, thus causing a base stability fee of 5% on all collateral types, it would no longer make financial sense to include certain collateral assets that require a low cost of capital. A mortgage, for example, might have difficulty remaining competitive at 5%. Taking these determinations to their natural conclusion, maker governance will need to consider the following questions. If a high DSR or die savings rate is required due to overexposure of a volatile asset such as ether, how should the other collateral types be managed? Does it make sense to penalize collateral X due to collateral Y's popularity? I like how they're breaking this down and getting into the, some of the obstacles they may come into. Um, should maker governance access collateral-specific DSR adjustments proportional to the asset's effect on the die price? If so, can governance adequately calculate what that specific adjustment should be? Assuming there is a pool of assets, can governance accurately access which collateral type is contrary contributing the most towards a weakening or strengthening die price? And also, is the maker governance prepared to efficiently make what could be a myriad of stability fee changes? There are difficult questions, even in the presence of a long history of data analytics. analytics excuse me. As a result, the interim risk team will propose to maker governance that the full amount of the DSR adjustment, adjustment not be passed globally onto all collateral types until a robust solution is devised and put into place. Instead, the portion of the DSR passed on to the stability fee should allow for inclusion of all collateral partners into the die credit system. The shortfall will end up being a cost borne by MKR holders at the benefit of a flourishing collateral ecosystem. To illustrate, consider a collateral pool of three assets with the cost of capital of 3%, 5%, and 10%. If the DSR adjustment required by the market is 5% and that cost were to be passed on to the stability fee, when the first collateral would be priced out of the pro protocol, excuse me, then the first collateral will be priced out of the protocol. Therefore, 
Maker governance should consider passing only a 3% cost into the stability fee and absorbing the other 2%, basically eating it. And with their comparison to other DeFi platforms, as the DAI savings rate presents another saving vehicle for DAI holders in the broader DeFi ecosystem, it is important to understand its risk profile relative to other DeFi platforms. The key insight for understanding DSR is that it presents exactly the same risk as holding regular DAI. Unlike centralized savings products whereby a counterparty lends deposits in order to generate interest, DSR doesn't have counterparty risk. As a DAI generated by this programmatically minted, as a DAI generated by it is programmatically minted and is guaranteed by the same backstops as regular DAI, namely MKR dilution, this makes DSR definitionally the least risky savings vehicle for DAI. Other savings vehicles in the DeFi ecosystem offer higher rates, do so only at the cost of higher risk. The, this, the DSR starting values. Prior to the launch of MCD, the maker community will have an opportunity to select through a governance poll a starting value for the DAI savings rate. Options will be chosen by the interim governance facilitator and derived from a signal gathering discussion at the MakerDAO forum. While we expect plenty of debate on what the rate should be or which benchmark, if any, it should track, we suggest a, simple, a simpler trial and error approach. After the initial perimeter has been selected via a governance poll, the community should prepare for a rapid, iterative process until the DSR reaches its natural equilibrium as evidenced by a stable price. Eventually, the DSR can be determined based on empirical data. As the models become more mature, maker governance can start to manage the balance effect necessary to the balancing effect necessary to attribute global or collateral specific DSR values. So, sum it all up, here's what we've covered in the above. With multi-collateralized DAI, DAI holders will have a stability currency and be able to earn savings on their DAI. DSR will help maker DAO governance maintain, or the DAI savings rate will help maker DAO governance maintain the DAI peg and influence the demand side of DAI. At the technical level, MKR holders bear the cost of the DAI savings rate. Maker DAO governance will, over time, need to decide how stability fees from CDPs will pay for the DSR. DAI in the DSR DAP presents exactly the same risk as holding regular DAI. This, by definition, makes DAI deposited in the DSR DAP the least risky savings vehicle for DAI. After multi-collateralized DAI launch, MK, MK, MakerDAO governance, governors should be prepared for a rapid, iterative process to establish a savings rate where DAI is correctly priced. So if you hold DAI, you'll be able to lock up your tokens and earn savings. If you hold Maker, prepare to participate in setting the DAI savings rate for the launch of M MCD. In the meantime, if you have questions or are curious to what others in the community think, you can read. Oh, they got blogs and whatnot, so for anybody that comes to the uh, MakerDAO um, blog page. Now, to piggyback and go back to revisit the surplus auction, right? I want to come back and revisit this. Currently waiting for it to load up. There we go. Introduction to auctions and keepers in multi-collateralized DAI. 
Let me see. It says in the last month, we published a multi-collateralized die milestones roadmap in which we not only listed the milestones that we must be achieved before MCD goes live, but also promised to provide materials that will help everyone in the maker community better understand MCD systems operations. Today, we begin to deliver on the latter by presenting documentation on auctions and keepers, two critical elements of the maker protocol. So whether you're an MKR holder that actively participates in the governance of systems, someone interested in opening multi, opening a collateralized debt position. Oh, my God. They working out here on this building. What I'm going to do is come back and, and, and do a follow-up of this story because of the noise that's coming in through the background. So I'm going to end this now. I want to thank those that were able to tune in and get this information. Until the next video, until the next podcast, this is the Bitcoin Block Bully. Peace, power, and prosperity, family. I am out of here.